and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to guide you through a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's April, I'm doing Prank Month. So to things up, I'm looking at the early 80s cult slasher movie, The Burning, which came hot on the heels of Halloween 2, Friday the 13th, my Bloody Valentine, and a slew of slashers that came out between 1978 and 1982. I think it was around about 3,000 movies, all slasher or horror movies in that time span. Jesus, jinkies. Elder Horror died very briefly around came back in the 90s. <laughs> anyway, very loosely based on Necropsy Killer, a serial killer that kidnapped special needs kids and killed them and then raped them. In upstate New York in the 70s and I think it was mid to late 80s, I think they stopped doing it. This is the Weinstein's first horror, so we so we have to see about that one. This is also Tom Savini's second movie after Friday the 13th. He turned down part two to do this one. Oops. <laughs> Based on a script idea floating around Hollywood since 1978, allegedly. Written well before Friday the 13th, supposedly. The debut movie of Jason Alexander, here it is, The Burning. With a budget of around $1.5 million, this thing pulled in $700,000 and quickly became a cult classic, although who, why is it a cult classic? is beyond me. Starring Brian Matthews, Leah Ayers, Brian Backer, Larry jo- Joshua, Jason Alexander and Lou David. Directed by Tony Myler, a documentary filmist for Jaguar, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Porsche, etc. Also, he done dozens of sport documentaries, so you got documentaries to do your horror film. Well done there. Anyway, the plot. A janitor at his summer camp is set on fire by teen boys as a, quote, prank gone wrong. Five years later, he's back for revenge, killing teens left and right. And that's pretty much it, folks. It's a cut and dry, bloody well plot summary. Mm. Also, check out my second podcast, Two Geeks Talk Movies, as we covered this last summer. For an even more in-depth chat about that. So movie opens up at night at Camp Blackfoot, where in a dimly lit cabin, we hear hustled, hustled? hushed whispers, rather, uh, coming from a handful of teen boys, saying tonight's the night, Cropsey, who is played by Lou David gets his the prank place a human head with flesh still on it along with mealworms in Cropsey's hut to scare the shit out of him because apparently it's the right arsewipe but that's a bit much unknown to these um, teens they look a bit like in late 20s Cropsey has open bottles of gasoline all over his hut Karen, which he knocks over trying to get rid of this human skull and it sets the place and him alight Two things here. One, where in the hell did these <clears throat> teens get a decapitated human head from? And two, isn't this too far just to get one over on a fucking arsewipe janitor? I mean, Jesus Christ. So the prank is set. It goes wrong quickly. As Cropsey is set light, screaming in pain and fear, he runs into a pond as he douses out the flames. And with that, the teens run off and let him scream in agony. One week later, at a Catholic hospital, we see an orderly showing a new doctor around this hospital. Here we hear the story of Cropsey from this orderly, 
also we see the the first of many 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 jump scares as Cropsey grips the orderly's hand and we see the burned makeup effects and he sings like cheap my god up pops the titles along with the Rick Wakeman theme keyboard player for yes I haven't heard of him either so I have no idea who yes is but there we have that one I've heard of Rick Wakeman however and apparently he's a magic keyboard player I mean hmm magically but I mean he's good whatever now he was offered a percentage of the profits from the soundtrack but he's refused that and took a flat fee instead this went wrong because this became Japan's biggest ever horror score and indeed a cult classic horror score Anyway, five years later, Cropsey is released from the hospital. In a voiceover we hear, he's went through six months of skin grafts, therapy, and nothing has taken. So he's just let loose, as you do. I mean, mm. Cut to scenes of New York in the early 80s as he walks to a halfway house. Along the way, he picks up a prostitute who once... I mean, he's wearing this, I don't know what he's doing, a hat and scarf and a black long coat and she takes him back to his place, but after they've gone back to a halfway house and, and they try to have sex, she removes his hat and she screams in absolute terror, so he guts her with scissors and then throws out a window. The fuck? Cut to Camp Blackfoot, now called Camp Stonewater, as a baseball game is in full swing. For some reason, it's boys versus girls, with the girls wearing very little, as the camera hangs on these girls' butts, and of course, slow-mo running as they're running to get the uh, the um, the plates. Uh, I mean, what the fuck? What the hell? Sexism much? I mean, mm. as the boys of the camp just stand there, slight Jordan stare at the jiggling asses and boobs, because you've got to keep the fucking team boys happy, I suppose. I mean, the sexism is just leaking off this bloody movie. And this is me talking here. I mean, Jesus Christ, the, the sexism and the, the masculinity and the toxicness of this thing is just oozing from the screen. This is disgusting. Anyway, I must continue. So, hmm. We see Dave, played by Jason Alexander, with hair, who knew, perving at the girls as he's talking to his boy, Eddie, played by Ned Estenberg. Uh, who hits on a girl, she shoots him down and he walks off in a mood. Okay uh, then, I'm going to be loose with these names because hardly any of these characters are actually bloody well named. Typical 80s horror bullshit. Name your fucking characters for fucks. If they're a main character, name the fucking character. <clears throat> anyway, point in case, a girl hits the ball into the woods. Some other girl runs in to get the ball. Who is it? Who cares? I mean, they're not even fucking named. Cropsey spots her and he's going in for the kill with hedge trimmers. And why the fuck does his vision have Vassal Cam on it? Just as he was about to go in for the kill, she finds the ball and runs off. Cut to a foothold, just like that. As it's an utter abject chaos. Then we meet Karen, played by Caroline Hollihan, what was her name? The girl Eddie hits on during a baseball game. She tells Michelle, played by Leah Ares, that she likes Eddie, but she is scared of him. All he wants is sex, and he gets more and more agitated when she says no. And apparently this Michelle is the lead girl from the camp, as you do. Next day, early morning, one of the boys spies on the girls in a shower. 
She is Sally, played by Garrick Glenn. And he is Alfie, played by Brian Backer. Apparently this is a prank and it's all funny. He just wanted to scare him. It was only a prank, bro. Whatever. Anyway, Michelle hears the screams, so finds Alfie running outside of the showers. And why are they have outdoor showers? Also, why isn't there anyone standing watch to stop things that's happening? For fuck's sake, I mean, <clears throat> Alfie is then caught by Eddie and Todd, played by Brian Matthews. He is the lead male counsellor. He drags, uh, what am I, Alfie back as the girls basically say, what the fuck are you up to, you old pervert, blah, 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 blah. Michelle is pissed at Todd, who is just soft with Alfie and just lets him leave with this thing. Todd says he's just a kid and, quote, a boys will be boys. Uh, Neil, he spied on this teenage girl while she was showering. The fucking pervert. He should have been kicked out of camp immediately. Cut to Todd chewing out Alfie. His excuse? He has no friends because people think he's weird. Uh, I can't even think why, can you? I mean, hmm... Also, he hates getting told what to do, so he should do what he wants to do. Wow, mate. Toxic masculinity is strong with this one. Jesus, Jehovah's fucking jinkies. I mean, how about we let Sally watch him in the shower? All's fit in love and war. I mean, hmm. I mean, cut to the girl's bedroom, and they all say she should have smacked him in the face. Then, Tiger, played by Shelley Bruce, she's the girl who went and get the baseball from earlier, Talks about how excited she is for the rafting trip that afternoon. Then, all the girls talk about Glazer, played by Larry Joshua, saying how big he is and how they love his muscles, etc, etc. So, the girls are just as bad as the boys then. Okay then. Cut to Glazer, picking on... Uh, what's his name? Alfie? I'm putting him on his place coming he's a little pervert and tell you if he's girl or not, shit, and blah, 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 blah. Toxic masculinity again. Hmm. Todd saves Alfie from being beaten up, as Glazer isn't pleased, asking why he is so soft on Alfie. Later that morning, as the girls are chilling on a platoon, Dave and his boys are harassing them from the shoreline. As you do, I mean, toxic masculinity much for fuck's sake, let the girls sunbathe for fuck's sake. Because, guess boys will only get to relax at the summer camp then. I mean, the toxic masculinity is just oozing off this movie. It is just goddamn motherfucking ridiculous. Anyway, amongst Dave's boys is Woodstock, played by Fisher Stevens, who tries to get Alfie to join him in swimming, but Alfie is having none of it because he can't swim. I mean, why the fuck am I getting slip-away camp flashbacks? Archives. Anyway, up runs Glazer in ridiculous short, short, 80 short shorts to push Alfie in as he can't swim, so Dave shouts and balls at Glazer, saying he can't swim, but he deserves it because he's like, blah, 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 blah. This movie is fucking ridiculous, by the way. The girls aren't impressed either. Sally is disgusted with this muscle-bound brute. As Glazer victoriously exits the water and flexes for the girls, hiking up his short shorts even higher. I am surprised he didn't even fall out. These are so fucking short and so tight. Jesus, and he is not a small boy either. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Dave gets Woodstock to get revenge for Alfie as he shoots Glazer in the ass with a BB gun as all four men run for it. Uh, they pissed off this gym bunny as the girls push him in and uh, who cares. Later that night, Dave delivers the camp goodies of Playboys and Hustlers because why the fuck not 80s? I mean, as outside, Cropsey is stalking the cabin. 
inside, Glazer is still pissy, stabbing himself in the arm vein of a dart. What in the fuck? Who wrote this garbage? I mean, why the fuck is this a camp classic? Not a camp classic, a cult classic, rather. Jesus, jinkies. Alfie sees Cropsy and screams, scaring away Cropsy. The others think he's just full of shit. Later that night, on patrol, Todd sees someone in the tool shed. But it's only a bird, it's a cheap jump scare. It's feeding time. The boys go to get fed. Dave and his boys cause utter, absolute chaos in the dining hall yet again. Glazer hits on Sally hard. She's on down yet again. So he turns on Dave. What the fuck is wrong with this muscle Mary douchebag? Because at the table... Woodstock asks if he has seen his vitamin E tablets. What the fuck is going on here? Fisher, played by G.R. McClankin, that's his name, mocks him for having vitamin E tablets. By the way, he was the fourth member of Dave's group. So, Woodstock leaves to get his tablets. Cue Vasocam vision as Cropsy stalks him. Surprise! Letting the cabin doesn't work as Cropsy sneaks in. Nope, it's Todd! Three Vassal come here and no kills. Annoying as fuck. Just do the fucking killing. Meanwhile, the camp owner is buying on about the overnight raft trip. About how they'll be the first time alone and blah 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 blah. He wants everybody to be safe, take a strong swimmer pair raft and yada yada, yaggedy schmaggedy, blah blah blah. There'll be no contact for two days solid. This is pre-cell phone folks. Cue banjo music because deliverance. By the way, it goes from night to day just like that. <sighs> Who edited this? As half the camp leave on a little rafting trip, it's utter chaos again. As they keep trying to, I don't know, either splash water or sink each other's canoes or what the fuck things are. <sighs> I don't care, frankly. I mean, that night. Post a shot and the setting sun in the woods. Ooh, spooky. Todd tells a campfire story of Cromsey and Camp Blackfoot. Hold on a minute here. I thought Camp Blackfoot was Camp Stonewater, but who gives a fuck, frankly? This is ready. Editing is abysmal. How the camp is nothing because it was burned down and all the rest is ruins. Also, Cropsey was a mean drunk who hated kids and he would beat them and give them. Not give them half the chance, or what the hell? I think he's a fuck Frank. I mean, blah blah blah, yakety fucking schmackety. Then he talks about the incident itself with a campfire twist, i.e., he lives in the woods, he eats raw animals alive, the body was never found, he uses large head trimmers as his weapon, etc., etc. You know, standard fucking campfire bullshit. Out of the darkness jumps Eddie with a cropsy mask and a large knife for a jump scare about the 8 million throats in this fucking shitty movie. Later that night, I'm going to say night, I mean day for night filter, Eddie is with Karen, who is walking in the woods. Anyway, she asks if Cropsy is real. He says, yes, he is real, but he was a prankster in New York and not a serial killer. Ooh, Karen. Okay, tell us written in the fucking 70s then, can you? Cue Eddie trying to get to her pants, but she's a virgin and he's a player. She doesn't want to be just another girl, just on a notch on his belt. He desperately talks her into it. No love, just walk away. This guy's a fucking asswipe. You're fucking better keep me a virginity love, not some douchebag chadless fucking asswipe. He suggests to go skinny at him, dipping, and strips off, forcing Karen to do the same. What a complete fucking dickhead. You're just taking off her answer, you fucking idiot. 
Oh my god, she does full frontal, but he doesn't even flash his ass. This is what annoyed the fuck at me about 80s and 90s horror movies. Hardly any male nudity. I mean, it doesn't have to be full frontal, but an ass shot. But nope, the teen boys wouldn't be pleased. What about the girls and the gays and the fucking audience, you fucking selfish bastard? Anyway, he's all over her, as Cropsy is watching from the tree line. He then tries to rape her in the water. She says no. And then he tries to force another kiss on her. Again, she says no. He gets pissy at her and tells her to fuck off. What a complete, utter fucking dickhead this guy is. She leaves the water, finding her clothes are missing and hidden throughout the trees. She follows the trail straight into Cropsy as Eddie just swims, blatantly ignoring her screams. As I was saying, she walks straight into Cropsy's hedge trimmers as he slits her throat. And this is so dark you can't see fucking shit. Cut to morning. Todd and Michelle wake up. Uh, Eddie asking where Karen is. By the way, there is no tents. Just leaving bags on the ground. Fuck that. Eddie says he hasn't seen her since she told him to fuck off last night. Tiger then screamed, the rafts are gone. Or the canoes are gone, rather. Michelle thinks it was Karen. As she's told her if Eddie tried anything, she would leave, go back to camp. Later, Todd and Michelle get the camp together for them to hunt down the either the canoes or wood to make a raft. Okay then. Cut to Todd telling Michelle he feels uneasy. There was no way six canoes went a-missing. By the way, they're sitting on the fakest lake this side of Friday the 13th Part 5, but there we have that one. As the others look for the canoes slash wood, as Glazer attempts to force him onto Sally, but she says no, and I swear to God, the masculinity, the toxicness of this movie is just oozing off the screen. This is utter shit. Plus, a great time for sex. Someone is missing. The canoes are gone, and there's a killer on a loose, so I don't know, let's get it on. Who in the fuck wrote this shit? Cue more vassal cam, as Crops is stalking in the woods. Spying on Gazer and Sally. Nope, it's Alfie the little perv. Okay, I'm done with this vassal cam vision bullshit. Just got on with the fucking killings. We are 55 minutes into an hour and 28 minute movie. You only have two fucking kills. Get on me and stop with this fucking vassal cam jump scare suspension shit because you're not that good at fucking movie. Oh my god, I thought a golden rule was opening kill, set up the characters, then a kill every five minutes until there's a final boy slash girl. Or girl slash boy, any. None of that's boring ass fucking fake jump scare shit. Oh my god. Anyway, the raft is then built. Eddie Woodstock and three unnamed girls set sail to the camp. They don't make it 50 yards before they spot one of the canoes. Cropsy lies in wait, slicing the teens left, right, and centre. He kills five in 40 seconds. Wow! When they make up for the kills, make up for the fucking kills. Jesus Christ. First killed is Fish, who apparently is now on the boat, even though he wasn't on it when he left. Anyway. Then an unnamed girl. Then Woodstock gets his fingers cut off, and then he gets his throat slit as Eddie gets impaled through the raft via his neck. So you're telling me in a flash of blood and cheap practical effects they kill half the cast in 40 fucking seconds? Wow movie. Just fucking wow. And this is the scene that makes this thing a cult classic. 
one shitty 40 second flash of, of cheap effects and blood. Wow. Also, you tried to say to me, Cropsy lay in wait on this little canoe for hours in the vague chance that A, they would spot the canoe and it didn't float away, and B, they took that fork on the, because uh, the, apparently there's a fork in the road or something like that, and they take the, the left or the right or some bullshit like that. Who gives a fuck, frankly? Hours later, Todd and Michelle are walking in the woods, because apparently they can't be arsed looking for the, the canoes anymore. It cuts to later that night as Glazer finally gets into Sally's pants. She's a virgin, screaming for him to slow down. And he's a three-hump chump. Really, mate? I mean, after all that pressurising to get into her pants, you're a three-hump chump. Maybe you should have jacked off before you actually tried to get in her knickers first, I mean, for fuck's sake. He tells her, it, was, it wasn't my fault, baby, I was too excited. Then goes gets Woods, which she should have had. <coughs> Moving on. <coughs> Cue more vassal cam shit as Cropsy is watching from the woods. So, this geyser guy fucks off and leaves her alone to get woods for a campfire, and I have no idea to get matches to light the fire or some shit, I have no idea. And oh my god, he flashes ass, me pearls, I'm fucking stunned! Jesus, Jinkies, stunned! Anyway, Cropsy sneaks up, um, and she's lying, uh, what's her name? Sally, is that name? Yes, uh, Michelle, Sally, what the fucking name is, is lying completely naked in the sleeping bag. He sneaks up behind her and stabs her with the head trimmers right through the fucking throat. I think he also cuts her boobs off, I think. I don't know what happens. It just cuts his... Oh, who gives a fuck? Glazer returns to the camp with matches and wood, with Alfie is then following. He, Glazer it is, finds the body and gets stuck with the head trimmers and lifted clean off the floor and ran about 40 fucking yards straight into a tree and then he just slits his throat with the, the head trimmers and Alfie watches this stunned. Alfie then runs back to the camp to get Todd and is reporting that what he saw indeed the deaths. He's babbling so much Todd thinks it was just a nightmare. Three years too early, early there mate, I mean three years too early. Anyway, I love how it's broad daylight, yet he says it's pitch dark in the middle of the night. Fuck this editing. Alfred then leads Todd to the bodies. Todd gets slashed in the head and left for dead as Cropsy chases after Alfie. Cue Vasilcam as Cropsy somehow loses Alfie, even though he was right behind him. Todd then comes to, just as the makeshift raft floats Back to camp, the girls spot it, as it causes utter chaos and panic. Dave thinks it's a joke, so Michelle checks on it, finding the dead bodies, and then screams bloody murder. Todd runs back to camp, as Woodstock's body spooks Michelle, fade to red. Yes, folks, it literally fades to red. The girls are crying, they're all gonna die, as Michelle is in shock. Todd sends her and the girls away on the raft to get help. Meanwhile, in the woods, woods rather, Alfie is still running for his life. That's, what, fucking hours later? Todd is hunting the killer with a huge fire axe. Where the fuck he got that from is beyond me. The girls make it back to the main camp. Of course, the camp doesn't want to listen to Michelle. She, she just screams in his face to get the fucking cops. No, that shit. As Todd hunts for Alfie, we find Alfie in an old mine. Silver mine, that is. Inside, he hides. Nope, this idiot runs around the mine looking like a fucking complete, utter, headless chicken. 
He then stops, so crops out of nowhere, grabs him by the neck and hauls him back to his lair. Todd hears the scream, so runs to help. Meanwhile, Michelle and the camp owner are rushing to the camp in the world's slowest speedboat, going a grand total of five knots. Instead of killing Alfie straight away, Cropsy drags him back to his makeshift fucking hut thing and impales him to the wall with the head trimmers and then ties him to the fucking... I don't know what the hell is a pole or something like that? What the fuck? Why? Why change your MO all of a sudden? Todd finds the hut in seconds, even though it was well hidden. There we have that one. He enters and he finds Alfie pinned to the wall. He then hunts for the killer as Cropsey tries to run over with a mine cart. But Todd just dodges it and falls into Cropsey's lair where he finds Karen who is gutted or something and fucks him to her. Next, Cropsey tries to roast Todd alive with the blowtorch. And flashback time, because don't you have a good flashback in the last ten fucking minutes of the movie. To 1976, Todd was one of the boys that torched Cropsey alive. <gasps> Shock, horror, and a dundee. Did Cropsey hunt down the other six people? Or was that left to a sequel that was never going to happen? Hmm. The blowtorch runs out of gas, so Todd hunts for Alfie, even though he knows where Alfie is. Moving on. Jump scare as Cropsey comes out of the darkness in full face makeup. He looks like a melted Jason mixed with fucking... What's his name? Sloth? Love's child? I mean, hmm. He attacks Todd with a now relit blowtorch. Michelle finally arrives. Todd falls over, because why the fuck not? As Cropsey slogs in for the kill. Oh, the kills from the movie flash up. All eight of them, that is. Padding much. Alfie gets free, somehow, and runs Cropsey through with his own hedge trimming type things to save Todd. Cropsey then drops the blowtorch. The cops arrive by a helicopter. Alfie and Todd leave the mine. The music, the annoying as fuck music, swells, but we hit the music is terrible, honest thing. Cropsey comes back for one last scare, but Todd has none of that shit and buries the axe into his head as Alfie sets him alight. They then leave the body to burn to the ground, as in voiceover from another camper who tells the story of what happened and they say never found a body, but his ghost lives in the woods. And he's coming to get you as credits mercilessly roll. So that was the burning a cheap, boring, lord and low budget Friday the 13th wannabe clone with annoying synth music. Usually I love synth music, but this thing rolled me up the fucking wall. Got on my tits real quick. Cheap effects all seen in previous Friday the 13th movies. Actually, the Friday the 13th 1 and 2, I think it was, movies. Bad acting, terrible script, horrible editing, unlikable characters, just avoid this toxic-ass 80s trash. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 1 out of 10. It is just toxic masculinity to the 100th amp. I mean, utterly shit movie. Boring as fuck. Nothing happens for 55 fucking minutes. And then we have what? Two minutes of jump scares and, and killings? Ooh, ah, fuck off. Anyway, come back next week as I kick off May Gay. Gay-themed movies, including Interview with the Vampire and Not Another Gay Movie, plus two more. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. Now go check out one of my other hundreds of other podcasts. A eh, bye.